we are starting a, a new sermon series, and it's called A Heart Like David. And today we're going to look at David the Nobody. And we thought um, we're going to, it's a six weeks uh, series, but David is such an interesting character. And we can learn so much about David. And so today we're going to be focused on David the Nobody. Um, and I'd like to read to you 1 Samuel 16 from verse 13. And if I get those names wrong, just bear with me. <laughs> the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Since I've rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, and I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to, to, to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called um, Ibnad, <laughs> Ibnadab, uh, Ibnad, Ibnadab and had him pass in front of Samuel but Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Samuel pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And he replied, this is still, there is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and, him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers and from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. And this is the Word of God, and we thank God for His Word today. Has anybody ever said to you that you are nobody? Right? Yeah, I think all of us maybe at one point in our lives... But I wonder how we feel right now in this time of COVID. 
the lockdown is lifted up, so we, we've got a bit more freedom. But I think a lot of folk, especially older folk, feel that they are in a 4 by 4 You know, four, not a 4 by 4 you drive, but a 4 by 4 wall. In a little room, four walls. And that, there's, that people have forgotten about them. And that they are nobody. I've seen this. You've seen it. People are depressed and they feel like there's no place for me anymore. I don't belong in society. I can't be used because I'm a bit older than the rest. Or I'm too young, like Dawn was saying. And so we, we, we tend to think of those people as nobodies. And it's quite wrong. It's very wrong indeed. Yesterday, Jess and myself went to my school's 100-year reunion. Not that I was there 100 years ago. But it was the school celebrated the existence of 100 years. And I was able to, to meet with my friends and some of the teachers that were there. And we, we sat around. And I had a good look because I now knew that I was speaking about this today. And I sat there and I was looking at them. And I realized that every single one of these guys, and I went to help Mako, um, and I sat there and I looked and, and, and I looked at them and I, I saw that every single one of them was a somebody. Not a nobody, a somebody. Every single one of them had a meaning to life. Every single one of them had gone through life in some way, good or bad. But they were somebody. And that for me just meant something, you know. It's like, you're somebody. It's not that you're nobody. Unfortunately, when I did walk into that school, one of the things that I was reminded of, when I was in matric, I had a teacher who said to me, Ralph, you will amount to nothing. And I was hoping to see that teacher there. <laughs> because when I was at school, I weighed half of what I weighed now. So maybe he thought it was my, you know, because I was thin and, you know. But I didn't want that. I wanted just for him to see that I actually became somebody. And that I've become something. In life, we do this to each other. And teachers, Mark, teachers aren't supposed to say that. Right? Right? But sometimes they do. And other people do the same thing. And I'm thinking about this passage, and I'm thinking, David was a nobody. He didn't even know uh, Samuel was there. He didn't even know he was in his, in, at, at, at Jesse's house. He was in the, in the fields tending the sheep because that's what he had to do. That was his job. Every day, get up, go get the herd, take them out, and that was it. He didn't even know uh, that, they, that Samuel was there. But more than that is that his father didn't even know. <laughs> his father knew where he was because his father probably sent him out there. But did you know that it doesn't say David 
He doesn't, Jesse doesn't call him by his name. He says the youngest is out tending the field, is tending the sheep. As if he was a nobody. As if he was at the bottom of the, uh, bottom of the ladder, meaning that he had no stance or no place in the society. And we've done that. In our cultures, we've done that. It's like there's a hierarchy. First the boys, then the girls. First the eldest, then the lowest. And then, so there's a pecking order. Eh? My mom's Afrikaans. I know. And we've done that, very much so. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But we've, in, in our culture, in our society, we've lived in those, in those places. Today I just want to talk about a, a couple of things. Things that I think is important and that God sees. For God sees this special boy who's not a nobody but a somebody. A somebody. Eh? Do you know of, of anybody that is going through a hard time at the moment? All of us. Some people have lost their loved ones. Some people are sitting here and they, they're worrying about finances. They're worrying about, about things that are happening. They, are, they also know of somebody that has maybe lost, just that is feeling like a nobody. I know a couple of people, and it's not like a, It's really not nice. But what I want to tell you today is that God sees past that. Is that He does see you and He does see me as a somebody, not a nobody. I love the story because it picks up that underdog, <laughs> that, under, that underdog that was excluded. So Samuel comes and he, he stands in front of Jesse and this big handsome man walks past. And I'm not going to say his name because I can't pronounce. So he walks past and, and he looks at him and he himself thinks, Wow, this must be him. This must be the new king that God will choose because he's big. He's like Saul. He's a big man. He's got good looks and he's, he's able to, to, you know, he's able to pronounce words. He's able to, to, you know, just, you know, there's a presence about him. And what, is, what does God say? He says, move along. Move along. It's not you. Move along. And, Jesse, uh, and Samuel saying, but surely, God, this must be him, the, the next one. And God says, no, move along. Move along. And so seven of them come past. Seven brothers that, are, that could play better rugby than our South African team. <laughs> Big brutes of men. And, but, hey, God says, you know, it's not them. It's not their looks that I'm after. It's not how big they are or how confident they are. It's what's in here, in your heart. That's what it's about. That's why it was so important for, for Samuel to go through all those people, all those men 
and say, no, move along. See, it's not about the position that you hold. God doesn't care about position. God has chosen a shepherd. Jesus himself was a shepherd. So why not use somebody that knows how to, to draw a crowd? Have you seen a shepherd? He blows or he, he calls the sheep. And what do they do? They come. They come to him. Anybody else stand there and does the same? They don't follow. Except they follow the shepherd. He knew, God knew that it was a humble job. But he also knew that he had to learn. He had to learn on that field how to, how to look after those sheep. How to defend those sheep. Not just that. How to sing to those sheep. Because <laughs> that's what David did. He, ra- he wrote poems and he sang. It's amazing. That's what, the things that he had to do in order to win uh, the, the confidence of Saul in a later position. See, God also doesn't look at your, your family history. He doesn't care whether, um, what your family history is and whether you've got a bloodline as to uh, where you're supposed to be used. See, the prophets, like Samuel, his sons were supposed to take over from him. But they didn't because they... They stole and they, they did all kinds of things that were against what God wanted. Saul's kids could have been, uh, been the, next kid, uh, the, the next king. But God didn't want that either. It wasn't about the family. It was what was in here that matters in your heart. And David had a clean heart. And it also didn't mean that you had to be wealthy. Money doesn't matter to God, for God owns everything. All money is God's. Well, that's how I see it. We might work for it, but it is still His. And appearance. God uses us all, whether you're young or whether you're old. 94 years old. God still uses. He still encourages people. That's the amazing thing. Is David was a youngster. He was the youngest out of everybody. And still he was used. Didn't, he didn't know anything. But God used him. Imagine how God can use you with your experience of life. Imagine what God can do with what you have to offer. The last one is age, and I've just spoken about age. So it's not about your appearance, but it's also not about your age. If God can use a dumbbell like me, He can use anybody. Because where I've come from is God can use any single person. Anybody. Because it's not what, uh, what position of life you have. It's not what family history you have or wealth or appearance or age. It's what's inside you. David still had to go and learn. 
and we'll get to that next week. He had to, he had to go back to the shepherds. He didn't go into a, uh, he didn't get anything uh, because he was now anointed. Nothing. He had to go back to the sheep. He had to go tend the sheep. Make sure they, they're safe. So we have to learn. We have to learn like David learns. So today, I'm going to leave you with that, but I'd like to tell you a story. And the difference between David and Saul. But it didn't happen in that time. It's in a small country village in Sicily. And there were two brothers, Luigi and Giuseppe. And they were renowned members of the mafia. And, but they were very bad people. One was worse than the other. And no one had anything good to say about them. Just like Saul, at one point. People loved him because he was big and strong and what he had done. But otherwise, people didn't really like him. And so one day, Giuseppe died. And his brother Luigi goes to the priest and he says to the priest, um, I know that people hate my brother, but can you say something good? Can you praise my brother at the funeral? And on the day of the funeral, the priests come in and they're all sitting and uh, Luigi's sitting here in front and he starts talking to him. He starts talking to the people. And he goes on and he says, Giuseppe is the worst person that I've ever met. He says, Giuseppe was the worst person in the world. That he cheated on his wife. That he stole money from everybody. And that he had no place in society. And I'm glad that he's dead. And his brother looked at him and said, How can you say that? He said, but Giuseppe was a saint compared to his brother <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> David was not a saint. David was, had all the mistakes in the world. We know this and we're going to learn about it in the next six weeks. We're going to, know, we're going to learn how the two soul compared to David. But the difference is, is, David had a heart for God. And every time that David did something wrong, he'd go on his knees and he would pray for forgiveness. And God would forgive him. Where Saul never did that. And so today, if you're feeling a bit down, if you're feeling a bit lonely, if you're feeling, you know, nobody likes me. I'm a nobody. Maybe, maybe just go read that passage because David didn't even know. Didn't even know that he was the chosen one. But God uses a nobody to make a somebody. And we are all somebodies today. Every single one of us. So let us pray.
Lord, you know us. You know, Lord, that every single one of us have gone through so much. Not just today or in the last couple of months, but in our lives. And we pray today, Lord, that you will make us aware that you love us. That we are a somebody to you. Somebody special. Even though you didn't choose the seven brothers, you still used them in some way. But that you chose David to be your king. Lord, we pray today that whoever's feeling lonely or down and out or feeling like a nobody because of work or because of family or because of South Africa or the world or this COVID, we pray today, Lord, that you will just bless us, that you will uplift us, for we know, Lord, that you created us in your image and in your likeness. And if you created us in your image and in your likeness, Lord, that we are special. That we have something good in us from you, Lord. For you are perfect. And yet you make no junk. That you love us unconditionally. And so, Lord, we pray for our families, we pray for our church, we pray for our country. We pray for those that are, that are feeling isolated and out of sync. Those that are sick in, sick in hospitals or at home. Those that are just not present. We pray, Lord, that you will be with them today. That you will bring comfort and peace to them today. And so we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.